You are listening to audio from the Decidedly Podcast. This episode is a highlight clip from this week's full episode. To listen in on the complete conversation, see the show notes for the link to the complete show. You can help us out by leaving us a five-star review wherever you listen to podcasts. We appreciate every bit of your support. I'm Morgan McKittrick, your producer, and this is Decidedly. So look back at your life and like three pivotal moments, three highs, three lows. And let's unpack that. Like, what did you learn from that? Like, what, how has that built, you know, developed you to become who you are today? And by sharing that, perhaps there's some key core values that you hold dearly that you want to share with the next generation. And it's then up to them to use what they wish to with those key lessons learned and vice versa both the next generation can also share what they've learned and, and so on and so forth so we develop this kind of bank of intellectual property and tangible knowledge within the family like how did we how did we get through like the trials the God, that's early such a days good idea right the early days that's of the business that was so tough that we rarely talk about we don't like to talk about in business families like how did you get through that and start it uncovers and allows for just better dialogue um and more meaningful purposeful conversations within the family yeah that's such a such a great point right we we've all heard the um what was it the book by i forget his name abbott uh, shirt sleeves to shirt sleeves, right? right. Uh, wealthy family will you know build up wealth, and then by the third generation, it's all gone because the son saw his father build build everything, and he saw what went into it, but he doesn't maybe he wasn't there in the very very beginning stages, and then grandson only saw dad, he didn't see granddad, and so he really didn't see what what made this successful, and and so eventually all that hard work and the the work ethic is it's kind of lost because. There's this sense of complacency. But when you codify that like institutional knowledge, right? We would all do that in a business that we need to know what made us successful. You do that within the family. That's so smart. It's almost, it's like almost so obvious, (laughs) you know, how, how are you helping them? How are you help families codify what's really important that they want the next generation to know? Mm. Really getting folks just on a meta level to understand that we need to work on the business of family to successfully transition across generations. We need to really understand what is our, like with firm, with businesses, like they know their culture they know like their values, they know their mission, they know their vision. And like you said, they've got a process of knowledge sharing and institutionalizing their memory. And we need to do the same thing as families. We need to start having conversations to get to know one another. We need to evaluate the resources we have within the family. And that goes beyond just financial resources, knowledge, capital, for instance, social capital, um, human capital. We measure that and we know where there's areas for improvement. Is it that we need to learn more of the structural stuff, like how to understand trust and all this stuff? Or or is it that we need to help the next generation navigate their unique place in life? Or is it that we need to work on some learning together or some having fun together? So we, we, we get very intentional in tracking and measuring that and then action steps to addressing that. Yeah, I would, I would think the people taking over a business or the next gen, once all of that becomes clear, they're going to have to wrestle with 
is this what I want to accept? Is this what I want? Is this a legacy I want to live? If you're sharing with me, these are my values. These are, you know, this is our purpose. This is what this business is about. This is what this family is about. I think that next generation has to say, do I want to take that torch and run with it? Right. That's why it has to be a collective conversation where everyone has buy into these are our shared values these are this is our shared vision this is our shared purpose so it's not dad is dictating to me but this is the team this is what we all have buy into do you remember the moment when you realized that this is where the true work was in legacy planning and not in trust and investment and all the minutiae Oh God, the moment. I don't remember the precise moment, but there was one particular client of mine and it hit me like a ton of bricks. So her father was late and they had several operating businesses, foundation, and he had done legacy planning. So he pulled in his attorney and trusts and foundations and things. And he passed away and then left the siblings. Two of them were married Um, four siblings, two were married with kids and only one of the kids had worked with him in the business. And here they are supposed to be carrying on dad's legacy, but they could not actually come together and have make decisions that were productive without conflict. They just constantly kept on squabbling because each had their own idea of what dad would have wanted. Each had their own idea of what would have been important each had their own idea of what they needed to focus on. And this squabbling turned into repeatable conflicts where they were now not able to take decisions together and it threatened the survival of the siblings' partnership. They stopped having meetings. Each wanted to sell their share. And how do you do that with, say, joint family homes and things like that? And it was then that I realized that quite often in the industry, we speak in the language of the technical and not enough in the language of Mm -hmm. the relational And the relational actually is the foundation. We need to think about how do we make joint effective decisions together? What is our collective purpose and vision like you spoke to? Like, what is that higher why? You know, what are our shared vision, our shared mission, our shared values? And then go into the tactile. How do we equip the family members to be able to achieve that? Yeah. I love that. I I want to second that point a thousand times we spend so much in the technical and not enough in the relational. I've had that experience as an advisor as well. Somebody, I say, Hey, you know, let's figure out what's really the purpose of your money. What's going to happen when you pass away? You know, what does it mean that you've amassed this wealth and what does it mean for you and your children and your children's children? Well, yeah, I already met with an attorney got all that, got the trust set up. That did not answer my question at all. That that in fact actually it did answer my question. It told right. me that you haven't done it. Right. Right. Because <laughs> right. if if the answer is I got the trust set up, well, you told me the how. You've not right. told me the why. We don't why did you even get the trust set up? Well, so we don't have to go to probate. Oh, geez. Well, that is that's we're still so far off, right? What are we what are we really trying to accomplish? What do you really want it to look like? When you're not here, you, in that scenario, you came in after dad founder has already passed. Do you find that people are, the younger generation is more receptive to th- this type of thought process than the older generation? Or is it equal or is it reversed? 
I guess, does it matter? It becomes a lot more complicated when the founder's not in the room because then the next generation have their spouses, each have their own strong opinions. When the founder's in the room, he or she's able to kind of like moderate and be like, no, 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 we're not going down that route. That's not, you know, and everyone just kind of typically will conform. Yeah. And But but now it's just like, you've got to think through four branches of the family essentially and it gets a lot more complicated so I always encourage folks to start planning like start the legacy planning whilst the founder's alive um that's ideal we can obviously do it when the next generation um coming to siblings partnership assuming they're aligned it's it would be easier but where they're not and they have completely different viewpoints different priorities different values it can get quite complex yeah the founder not being present almost makes it impossible i would imagine you know um i would imagine that story where you're saying each of the four children have their own idea of what you know mom and dad would have wanted that it suspiciously sounds a lot like what they would have wanted um, okay. <laughs> on their own, you know, it's like, it, it's kind of like growing up in the church, um, where people would say, well, that I feel, just, God really Holy called Spirit. me to, right. to, to go, you know, Holy to go backpack through Europe this summer. It's like, oh, okay, really? You just want to do that? <laughs> yeah, that that's convenient. God didn't call you to go, you know, work construction. Right. <laughs> <You know? laughs> so I love that. That's um it Nikkei, any last pearls of wisdom? I would say just invest in spending time together and having purposeful conversations, being very intentional to find the time, not just in the diary, but the emotional space in your hearts um to also bond on the more purposeful why we're doing this what's the compelling reason for us to stay in business together um or to stay yeah. investing together to reflect on that. It's, it seems like an interesting question, right? Cause it's almost like, so why are we still a family? Right. And, and you know what? I don't know. I've not had that, that conversation. That might be a question that's worth asking. Like, why are we, why are we still a family? Right. And it, it's, I, I love these questions that have obvious answers or seemingly obvious answers. Like, why do you want to get, why do you want to get a better return? Well, duh, it can make more money. Why, why do you want to stay a family? Well, cause we're a family. What does it even mean? What does it mean to be a family? Right. What does it mean? You know, what are you actually doing? Well, we're, you know, we're, we're all related. What does that mean? <laughs> you, know, <laughs> you have the same ancestor somewhere up the family tree. What does it mean to stay a family? Thanks for making the great decision to listen into this week's episode highlight. If you want more of what you just heard, see the show notes for the full episode. As always, for the latest decision-making tips, find us on decidedlypodcast.com or on Instagram at decidedlypodcast. And be sure to sign up for our weekly newsletter from the link in the show notes. Don't forget to leave us a five-star review as well. We read all of your comments, so if you learned some decision-making tips today, let us know. Until next time, this is Decidedly. Insights, advice, and comments provided by Sean Smith, Singer Smith, and speakers identified as part of the Decidedly podcast should not be considered recommendations. 
Speakers not identified as members of Decidedly are expressing their opinion, and their statements should not be construed as reflecting the views of the Decidedly team. This podcast is produced solely for informational purposes, not personalized advice.